we're all good to go. We're all ready. We sorted. Mic set up. Drinks in hand. All of that nonsense. Actually, good point. I've not opened my drink yet. Nope. Party foul. Oh. Uh oh. Ah. What a wonderful noise. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Four Jobbers podcast. Of course, I am not that ginger freak, sorry, ginger heat. Um, he is away today. I don't know where he is, somewhere in New Scotland or whatever that weird Canadian place is that has a bank on it or whatever, Halifax nonsense. Um, he is away doing his own thing, so he has left the other three jobbers to... to fend for themselves to fight for scraps and to discuss the week that was and what a week it was uh but before we talk about some news before we talk about a premium live event that happened at the weekend let me introduce the two other jobbers that i have with me today of course as ever the son of a dentist that slimy waxy freak is here he's full of milk and piss and vinegar he's right. loving life i believe he's had a busy day with packing and moving and whatnot how are you feeling oh, wax yes. good good tired um but one more day and then then it's over so i'm living basically in an empty box for the night and then yeah, it's moving time yeah very much yeah. minimal this living is basically I've, how jason lives all the time yeah right? yeah i've cut out everything that is not needed and so I just have this laptop, uh, my TV, and my bed at this point, and a, like a table. Nice. Um, the essentials. Next time you see me, it will be in my new apartment. The valet and I have decided to to join our houses uh, and 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 move in together. So that's exciting. Best way forward. Uh, a faction starting out there. That's uh, right. It's good to hear, man. It's good to hear. Let's let's move on to our next jobber. Let's see how well we can get on with this. <clears throat> the enigmatic, the charismatic, the coughing COVID cuck himself. It is the MGF Appreciation Society. Jason, you've got COVID. Uh yeah, I've got uh I've got COVID. <laughs> I mean, apparently, <laughs> get, getting a getting a, a positive result is rarely uh, false, right? You know what I mean? Like it's rarely, it's rarely incorrect. Um, it can happen, yeah, it's, but it's rare. I mean, it can, rare. yeah. I think it's more likely for you to be negative but actually have it because you've not yeah. done the test right or whatever. Yeah. It's funny because uh, I mean, s- someone at my work has uh, COVID or he got it like last week or so and he was at home all week. He obviously didn't come into the office. And like on Friday, uh, I picked something up off his desk and I was like, like, ah, COVID can't get me. And now it got me. (laughs) (laughs) So the likelihood is that you got COVID from a pen or something like that, right? I don't think so. I mean, that was like a week he hadn't been at his desk. I don't think so. But but it was just don't taunt COVID. Yeah. I mean, two and a half years, you managed to avoid it. It's pretty good. That's pretty good going. Yeah, I would say so. Pretty good run ahead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've you're all vaxxed up as much as you can be at this no point. No boosters right? though. I'm unboosterified. Only no. the two OG. You're the OG yeah, vaxxed. But you, 
but mm. you're fine. You've got you've got the OG. Uh, I think two is still quite good for yeah. Someone I think your age. I think you, two... you've got natural vaccination now though. You're fine. Yeah, yeah as long as I make it through this, uh, I'll be good. <laughs> yeah, please don't die. Um, I'll try, I'll try I try my best. I don't want that. It's going to be that. an expensive trip for me to come to a funeral. So yeah. yes, fallen jobber. But uh, but yes, we have three of us today. I am of course. The body from <coughs> Kirkcaldy, uh, Jordan Deves here, and I'm taking you through some stuff this week. But let's jump straight into some news. Uh, if we can get that little drop up and running, hopefully our COVID king is going to be able to do this that. This is the news. Thank you. There, there it is. is. Fantastic. Wax, I'll hand it over to you. The floor is yours, my boy. Yeah, so... A lot of the news, in fact, basically all the news I've put down that I found to be newsworthy this week is all to do with personnel changes. And so why don't we start? So our top story, I think, is that kind of out of the blue, although it is in line with the quote-unquote season premiere episodes of Raw and SmackDown we've had recently, uh, we had a commentary shake up and so jimmy smith is gone byron saxton has been relegated to backstage interviewing and our new team on monday night raw is kevin patrick and still Corey graves on smackdown i'm very excited about this and we have michael cole and i'm afraid i've got some bad news for nxt Um. because wade barrett is up on SmackDown, and then premium live events will be Cole and Graves together, as we saw at Extreme Rules. Jobbers, you excited about this shift? I know we still miss Pat, the GOAT, Pat McAfee, but I think this is a pretty positive change. I thought Kevin Patrick sounded great on Raw last night, uh, and Wade's always fantastic, Um, so I'm happy with this. Did you have a chance to see, especially the weekly shows where we actually have new people um any any of these changes kind of in action yeah uh i i watched i would say i watched pretty much all of raw um and uh kevin patrick he's all right i mean it's gonna take time for me to really know if i like him or not jimmy smith it was jimmy smith jim smith yeah yeah. uh he uh jim smith i mean i have no complaints (laughs) i have no complaints with him he didn't he wasn't bad but then again he wasn't really memorable either he was just kind of there so you know uh, i think uh kevin patrick adds a little he's got a little bit more flavor you know he's got that sexy accent obviously mixing with uh graves uh it'll be nice Uh, i don't like the three-man booth so i'm glad it's only two so that that's a bonus yeah the two is the two is class two is better I think it's good. One of the things you always remember about a commentary team is the color coordinator, uh, color coordinators, <laughs> the color commentators. <laughs> sorry, color commentators. Right. So you've got one of those on each show now, and it's very obvious who that is. It's it's you know you've obviously got Corey on Raw, and you've obviously got Wade on um, SmackDown. So you need somebody like a Michael Cole who is just going to do the, the, the play-by-play and just talk through the matches uh, and the card as you see it. And I think, well, Kevin Patrick doesn't really have a character yet. Michael Cole has, over years, developed this character of who he is. And I think we'll get that with with Kevin. Yeah, that, um, that'll uh, take time. 
it will take time and that's okay that's absolutely fine but there will be a dynamic that is built i imagine with corey uh, so i hope they stick with this one we've had a few commentators over the last little while and mix-ups and changes and it's just kind of been like why should i care um so yeah i'm, I'm excited about this uh buzzing about wade on smackdown that's going to be it's going to be so good he is so so much fun on nxt when i've been watching so yeah i'm very excited about him you know Absolutely. uh you know what it would be cool to get you know when you watch soccer with someone that doesn't have an english accent it doesn't sound right yeah. it'd be yeah. cool it'd be cool to get someone with like jr's accent back in the booth that'd be cool like no? a southern accent give me a southern accent yeah <laughs> well you've i mean he could you've just they've gone irish that's that's yeah. a bit out there i guess but i don't know how close that is to a weird accent i think it's good to think... have a distinct voice distinct yeah like, I think that was tough. Yeah. I couldn't always tell when Jimmy was talking versus Byron Saxton, which is another problem yeah. with three-man teams. It's it's much easier with two-person. I thought, uh, you know, it's still early, but I thought Kevin had some pretty good bants going with uh, mm. with Corey, and, and he's and Corey was giving him some softballs too. I think making sure he's acclimated well. So I think it's good, yeah. and I'm hoping agreed with Jason. Uh, this one sticks a little bit. We've had a lot of shuffling lately in that behind the booth. Okay, so from uh, on the sidelines, let's talk about let's talk about some returns to WWE that have already happened. These ones have been confirmed; uh, they have already shown up, and then we'll talk about some that are coming or maybe coming. So um, this news story broke, I think, yesterday that the Good Brothers are on their way back to WWE very soon. And as it seems to have been lately, when they say very soon, it literally means the next possible show. <laughs> yeah. So obviously we had the storyline. It seems like the next bit of the Judgment Day saga is going to be against AJ Styles. Obviously him and Finn have history. And outcome Gallows and Anderson. I was actually, I went on the subreddit, Squared Circle, our Squared Circle, shout out. Uh, and I was kind of surprised. I, you know, listen, I can take or leave the Good Brothers, but I was surprised at how meh that that the subreddit seems to be in general, in general, about them. Are you guys excited to see the Good Brothers back, specifically in this feud or in WWE in general? Uh, bald and balder. Bald and balder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, bald. I'm not excited. I don't really care about them at all. It's not to say that they aren't good. But I think their best work has been done on promotions, which I didn't watch. So I don't really have much of a feel for them. Uh, they could obviously work, but I just I never really cared about them when they were in WWE. Uh, maybe I will now, but I don't I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe the booking. Yeah, I think the, the booking is a lot to, to answer for here. Um, I, I watched them when they were in Impact and AEW primarily. What, a year and a half ago, a couple of years ago now? Um and it was good, like I enjoyed it, but the I I did feel like there was something lacking there, like they had. Perhaps it's going to be the same on on um, WWE as well. It was almost like you've got half of the club, you know, or whatever. Some of them are in AEW, some of them are in WWE, and these guys bounce back back and forward between them. Um, I I'm excited to see them do something. 
more so if I'm honest because it means that I'll see something from AJ which I know will be good because I think AJ really really needs somebody else around him and it doesn't mean I don't mean a tag team but he just needs friends like he was on his own yeah. for a bit and nobody cared and then he teamed up with Omas and that was you know piss poor yeah. Um, so yeah like I'm excited not necessarily just for them but actually what they are going to bring to AJ and, and the, you know that feud as such or well that partnership I, I almost wonder if they are to AJ what the New Age Outlaws are to Triple H not in the sense that they're mm. equal but in the sense that AJ's now got his friends around, I think he'll have he'll he'll have more fun. He's been kind of aimless a little bit yeah. for the last basically since yeah, since he was with Omos and they were champions for a bit. Uh so yeah, listen, the good brothers on their own, if they just showed up, yeah, whatever. I don't really care about that. Uh interesting to note is that Carl Anderson is actually still a new Japan Pro Wrestling championship belt holder and will compete for them. Uh, in a month or so. So probably a one-off, but hey, forbidden door. Um, yeah, yeah. Little forbidden door. Sick. Uh, forbidden window. That's maybe. right. Uh, let's talk about some SmackDown action. So one thing that, that did officially happen that we knew was coming was the return of L.A. Knight officially. Nice. I think he will be in action this week against Mansoir of the maximum male models. Yeah, we knew that was happening. I think we've already talked about uh, LA Knight coming back. Uh, although, Jason, you weren't here. You excited to see LA Knight again on the main roster now, see what he can do? Yeah, I'm excited to see him because I think this model thing has been a complete garbage dumpster fire. <laughs> and he's a super talented. Like I haven't seen a lot of his work, but it didn't take long right. for me to be... Uh, intrigued by him just hearing him talk a little bit is enough like he's really good on the mic so i'm excited to see him do some real stuff and get away from this horribly booked model crap for sure do you think it's really been that bad i yeah. think he's better yeah. than them yeah. i think they can still be a good low card goofy tag team you need more like i, I don't yeah, mind like, if you have a gimmick but you need more you need some like more wrestling to it i feel like it's been 90 percent modeling more. and 10 yeah. percent wrestling they, they need to wrestle more. I agree. I think without LA Knight, in, or or what was his name? Dick. Max Dupree. Dick. Oh, Max Dupree, yeah. I, just, I couldn't remember his name. It's like Dick Maximus or something like that. Um, yeah, uh, Rene Dupree. No, sorry. Max Dupree. Oh, the French oh, Dickler. Max Dick. Max Here we, Dick. Mac, Max, Max Power. Dick. Um, without Max Dick at the helm, they are in trouble um they're just going to fall into the we'll see uh what they, were they called they, the the breeze angle like that's what they're going to become and maybe with maxine like that you know they could still be okay yeah it's not a bad thing necessarily but they need to carry their own weight and yeah i don't see massey and mansoir or whatever being able to do that on their own I guess we'll see. I like both of them, and I like Maxine, so I, I hope there's a place for them somewhere, even if it's just this this didn't work, it's done, now let's put you each into something else. So we'll see. Mm. But the real big debut that I wanted to talk about from SmackDown, I personally am super excited to see this. Uh, 
those of you who are familiar with NXT will know this trio. Legado del Fantasma Hit Row came out and they got attacked by a bunch of masked men. And it turns out, of course, it is Santos Escobar, Cruz del Toro, and Joaquin Wilde, but not with Electra Lopez, who they had been with on NXT. They are back with Zelina Vega. So are either of you super... Soul in my spit there. Are either of you super familiar with? Uh, sure. Like I started, I started a, a, a drooling. A super, super. Are either of you familiar with the work of the Legato? Uh, um, uh, a little bit. A little bit. I I, I know the name, but I don't know the game. Oh, that's fair. I've probably talked about them on. this podcast before um i think santos is an excellent heel he's not only got the look he's a skilled wrestler he can talk i i you know it's cool that they put selena with them because she needs something kind of more interesting to do and she's she's good but he could have also stood on his own uh Mm. you know the other two guys uh wild and uh, del toro again they're they're the henchmen He's going to be the main piece, Santos is, but I like that we're getting some Santos factions. Um, I, I could never put my, my finger on him in terms of his placement in a roster because he seemed to be competing for different titles at different times. Yes. there was At one point, I seen him as part of the cruiserweight picture. Yes. But he was in a faction. And then his pals were going for the tag titles. Yeah. And then eventually... He was somewhere in amongst like the heavyweight title picture at one point, and I'm like, I, I, I couldn't really work out his placing. Is he mid card? Is he upper? You know, uh, the top, um, the kind of top tier. Is he? Is he a cruiserweight? Like I, I, I couldn't really work that out. <coughs> I'd be interested to see how they use him here. Yes, because it seems like WWE are building the uh, the landscape for uh, factions. Right, we've got not hundreds but we we have a few factions now in in wwe and i'm excited by that i personally like it but yeah where where do they fit in are they mid card are they i think they probably start there you know maybe they feud with a hit row who they have history with from nxt Uh, they could they could probably fit in with they could fight the new day i don't care uh imperium they're both heels so maybe not that but the brutes that could be an interesting uh that could be something interesting if if they're done with Imperium. But yeah, I like the rise of 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 teams, you know. And and as a, I think Brad said, each team or most teams have a centerpiece, and I think that's okay. Not everyone is yeah. meant to be the big star, but a good you know hand, a good worker. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Uh. One more confirmed return, although this return hasn't happened yet, but it was announced on Raw last night. Someone who has been gone for quite a while, though his brother uh, was was in the WWE for a little bit. Uh, Elias is coming back <laughs> next week. Uh, well, obviously, his brother Ezekiel uh, did a pretty decent job taking over for a couple months, but Elias seems to have come back now from wherever he was. Um Another guy, to your point, Jordan, that I've always had trouble placing. Because you always look at this guy and yeah. think, he could be a, a, a 
big guy, a big name guy, but they never I book mean, him look, that just way. Just look, look at his body. His body. Don't not don't objectify. Look at man. his yeah. body. But just but, look at him. Yeah. But, but look at him. Like he looks. He's he's got the look right. But yeah. he just never really had. It's it's funny. I was about to say he never had the gimmick, but actually, yeah, he was, he was too much, much gimmick know, and not enough wrestling. Much think gimmick. about yes, yeah, and maybe maybe that's it. But in terms of that character, people would chant with him. You know, what does WWE stand for? And he'd have the entire audience shout and walk with Elias. Like it, he he was over to an extent, but only for segments. He was never over. It, over in the same way that James Ellsworth was over. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like people used to like him for about five minutes and it was right, get him off yeah. my screen. Um so yeah, like he has a lot that is what you would look for in the guy at the top of the card, right? But he's just never been quite there. Yeah. I'd be excited to see what version of him we get back. Yeah, would he go right back to the drifter and, you know, strumming the guitar? Or are they going to try and do something a little different? Because I agree, uh, Jason, he just guitar. didn't... I Even even back when he was Elias, or back when, sorry, back before Ezekiel uh, showed up, I always said, Elias never wrestles. He's all character, which is good. Character's good. He's a good talker. He, he was over. But uh, Jason, is that enough? Is that enough for people to be down with Elias, to walk with Elias? No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's a short walk. It's a short walk. And, uh, <laughs> and we didn't even, I remember we didn't even know what his entrance music was at one point. We saw yeah, it. No. And no we idea. didn't even, we never seen him do an entrance. Like all that stuff could get you over and it's fun. It's gimmicky, but there's no longevity with that. You need to have good matches at the end of the day. It's still wrestling. Yeah. I can't place him as a wrestler. I don't remember him wrestling. Name, name one match he even had. I, don't, I couldn't even tell you. No, I, it's all like I, the, Royal the Rumble. The only or, one that yeah. comes to my mind is like a music madness match against oh, um, Braun Strowman, uh, where he got he got destroyed yeah. by a cello or something like that. Something like garbage. That. Yeah, he was with yeah. Jackson Riker, uh, his buddy there. Oh yeah, him. yeah, the third Riker, <laughs> the third Riker. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see. So that's a future comeback that is that is confirmed. So we'll see what happens next Monday. Uh, so before we talk about some AEW things, I do want to talk about some rumored names. And I'm going to name them all at once. Uh, Brad's not here because I know exactly which name he will want to talk about. But there's four uh, that I found because these four have been, all been with WWE before. There's a couple other names that they listed ROH guys that, that Triple H is looking to bring in. Hunter Hunter's basically his MO is let's just everyone come on in. So the names I have are Bo Dallas. Good timing with his brother coming back. Ugh. Sarah Believe. Logan. Sarah Logan. In yeah. fact, she was they they think her voice was on a, a vignette for the Viking Raiders. So vignette, that seems yeah. like it's it's coming very soon, maybe even as early as this week. Jonah formerly known as Bronson Reed. He's been in the, the works for a while and someone whose contract just expired with Impact Wrestling, Mia Yim. So are any of these four people cause for you to say, oh, that's interesting. I'd like to see them come back or is this more just kind of filling out the cupboards, cupboards a little bit? Bo, Bo da- for uh, me, Bo Dallas. I, I loved Bo, yeah, the, Bo Bo Leave, the Bo The Bo Leave gimmick was incredible. I was yeah. fully yeah. over with it. 
Uh, he's a very talented wrestler. He was uh, big time on NXT, too. He was the champion for a was, while. Yeah, he was a big deal on NXT. So uh, I think he's really talented and they could use him properly. The other ones that you mentioned, I don't think were ever really used in any way that was interesting. So I don't really care if they come back. I don't know. No, not on the main roster. No, Bronson um, yeah, is Bull, never on the main. Yeah. No, yeah. Bo is sick. So long as I don't get the um, the Miztourage version of him, where it was like the B team chains uh, and like it, it was weird. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah if, if we would take, I mean, I, I imagine we might talk about Bo again in we another. Might portion of the podcast yes that we will, i have uh, left out all personnel extreme rules related personnel changes uh from of the course, news as requested course. um yeah i basically <coughs> told wax to behave himself uh for the news segment tonight um one that i am i would be excited for sarah logan like i don't think she's really done a huge amount on excited really the mic <laughs> I say excited. I I did enjoy. Yeah, that's maybe a bit much. I did enjoy watching her wrestle when she's been, um, she's been on TV. Like I think she has a very interesting style and a very good look. She's got she's a unique look. Just something a bit a bit of uh, a breath of fresh air compared to some of the same the, thing that we get. Yeah. You know, the Viking the Raiders so, could use a little yeah, bit of a I, new dimension to them. And her husband yeah. is Eric from the Viking Raiders. Yeah. So. Kind of makes oh, sense. Really? They'd work together. Yeah. 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 Okay. Bro- Bronson. Bronson's cool. I wonder kind of where he would fit in. He's always one of those guys. Like he's got the look. He's a you know big boy, but he's kind of like a mini Ooh, Keith Lee, boy, where he's a bigger boy, guy, but flexible, can move, can go. Maybe he goes back to NXT again for a little bit, <laughs> and then yeah. me. Mia. I'm not sure that. <laughs> bless you. Uh, I'm not sure that Mia would come back to WWE. She might. I could see her going to AEW with Keith. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, speaking of AEW, back these last two we might be able to do together because they involve uh, people who are partners. Hmm. So there is a rumor that one Renee Paquette is headed to uh, AEW. Sorry, getting a phone call. Uh, that one Renee Paquette is headed to AEW. WWE had approached her to try and get her back. She said no. And speaking of Renee Paquette, John Moxley has also signed a five-year extension expressly for her. He doesn't want any rumors about him going back to WWE. He's happy in AEW. He wants to be the guy in AEW. So thoughts on Mox kind of being the flag bearer for AEW going forward, especially with what we've had not too long ago. And on Renee, where would Renee fit in AEW if she does, in fact, uh, join? The so so John John Moxley is now the John Cena of AEW. Yeah, um, he just seems to be able. To, oh, hey, something's gone down. We need to do some, uh, you know, move the title around. Yeah, we'll give it to you. He'll be sixteen-time champion in about four years. Um, the way that things are going over in AEW. I, I'm excited by by him committing to that company because I think it, it does mean that we're going to see <coughs> something long-term, of course. Uh, but it, so long as he's used right, that would be my only worry. If he's not right. used right and he's just as he has been for the last year or so, we'll stick the title on you as an interim champion. Um, then, yeah, I'm not, I'm not overly enamored by that. Now, 
Renee potentially going to AEW, I think, is an excellent move. Again, depending on what the user for. Of course. I do think that in terms of the um, uh, the announcing team, in terms of the commentators, the backstage team, it is a bit of a boys' club. Um, I do think a strong female personality and amongst all of that would be very beneficial for a number of different reasons but mostly just for the viewer like to, to see what you know if you if you're a fan of AEW and you've got nothing but guys just shouting and roaring at each other yeah it can be that a little bit toxic right so um yeah i would like to see her do something perhaps um in a in a commentating i mean she was pretty good when she was on raw um i enjoyed her but yeah i i think i would be more excited to see her do something there than i would in wwe because i think she could co contribute a lot more um there than she could at wwe i i agree with that i think it makes sense again these days wrestlers are choosing their personal lives a lot more which is unequivocally good so why not mm -hmm. stay somewhere you don't have to travel as much you, you get to be with That's i don't know if they're married uh or but at least they're together uh her and john so i i think i think renee is a good ad it's a great move for her great move for aew and speaking and finally finally on the news i actually forgot to add this but i just remembered this did happen in the last week because we had another aew Bonus backstage news. beef oh yeah once again, involving a guy who seems to be involved in a lot of it, Sammy Guevara, um, and Andrade. Oh so they had a match that I think was, or they were set to have a match that I think was called off, right? And Andrade was sent home from a recent AEW <coughs> show. Jordan, did you get, or, or did either of you have the full recap of exactly what went down here? I mean, my understanding is um, two guys... Both, I would say, relatively hot-headed. Um, started a bit of a feud um, on Twitter. And that came to a conversation backstage. I believe the first punch... Well, sorry. My understanding is there was a shove or a knock from Sammy to Andrade. A punch was then thrown. I don't know if it was... Land if it landed or if it was dodged, I don't know. But there was a punch thrown by Andrade to Sammy, uh, and then a bit of a scrap uh, started at that point. I do find it interesting um, that that happened before Dynamite, and yet we still saw Sammy in the main event of Dynamite in a a, a tag team match. Yeah, but Andrade was sent home, right? So. There, there must have been something that happened that was witnessed and could be corroborated on that proved Andrade was at fault here. You you would assume, You would right? assume. To, to make it that cut and dry, yeah, you're going home, you're staying and still on the card. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's more news of this coming out of AEW. They, yes. they, need, they need to... They need to be able to stop this. I, I don't know how they do that. I, I don't know they, they, what the problem is. Yeah. Is is it just... Is it the people they're hiring? Is it because they're not... um, Not as tight on their... 
I don't know what you, their punishment for this kind of thing. I don't know. Like, the, where's the I don't know drop? Yeah. <laughs> something uh, yeah. needs to change because I can't watch an episode of Dynamite and then hear about what's happening next week and that entire card gets changed every single week <laughs> because somebody else has punched somebody else. It, it's not uh, you sustainable. Can't, you can't hold another all-hands meeting when the first two or three they've done don't work. At what point do you have to look at Tony Khan and say, hey, man, it's cool that you yeah. want to be buddies with all of the wrestlers and you're a fan, but maybe you got to either hire somebody to come in and really police these guys a little bit more, yeah. or you have to do it. Because yeah. just relying on the Jerichos and the Moxleys and the Danielsons, it's clearly not working. And maybe a lot of it is is sounding worse than it is, and it's it's oh you know here we go again. It's it's what's making the news. But you didn't hear about this stuff happening not too long ago. It seemed like all was well in AEW, even only a couple months yeah. ago. You don't hear it happening in WWE, but they also have a much tighter uh, PR so to speak yeah that's true so is it an aw thing is it a tony khan issue but they they gotta fix it can't keep doing that absolutely can't keep punching your coworkers, except when you are paid to punch your coworkers. <laughs> that is a good point so jason welcome back welcome hey. back um this new segment yeah, is a little long in the tooth and i know we want to talk about extreme rules is there anything you wanted to add about the Sammy and Andrade beef from AEW. Uh, I don't know a lot about really what went down. I do love Sammy Guevara, though. I'm sad to see him caught up in all this crap. I just want to see him do well in the ring and continue to put on bust-ass matches. Uh, AEW and WWE, it's crazy the turn that's happened uh, ever since Triple H took over. WWE's the, yeah. the lovable fantasy place, and AEW's full of all these problems. It's crazy the flip that happened. Uh, I think AEW has got to be uh, find a way to keep stuff closer to the chest and not let all this stuff leak mm -hmm. out. Uh, like we saw with the Golden State Warriors and Draymond Green knocking oh, yeah. out one of his teammates <laughs> in the video leaked. It was on video. Uh, on video, yeah. So luckily the Sammy thing wasn't on video just in case it was worse than it sounded, you know. <coughs> but uh, I don't know. It's just this stuff is it's kind of sad to see. Uh, I like like beef, like healthy beef, even like if it leaks on a Twitter, but not when it disrupts the product and it disrupts the yeah. progression of everyone in the company. Sammy is better than that, or at least he sh I hope he is. Uh, he's too good of a wrestler to get caught up in this crap. Uh, Andrade too, probably. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully they can move on from this and put all this behind yeah. them. You can you can use beef in the ring, like Seth, uh, Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle apparently don't like each other all that much. And they still work together, and they still did multiple yeah. matches and they probably used some of that emotion to kind of fuel what was a much more interesting storyline. Yeah. And I'm not yeah, like saying Brett, you can always, Sean. yeah, like Brett and Sean, like Matt Hardy and edge. I'm not saying you can always do that. Sometimes you just can't work with someone you don't like. I get it, but you can't go punching them either. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Or shoot punching them. I can say. Okay, that's the news. I know we all want to talk about Extreme Rules that was actually Extreme Rules, so Absolutely. shall we, Jordan? Here we go. Um, before we jump into it, I've just totally, it's just popped into my mind, it is a, a nugget of news that I just want to drop in. Please. Um, it has nothing to do with the world of wrestling, but it is something that has shaken me to my core. 
Um, I just want to say, rest in peace, Angela Lansbury. Uh, the Beauty and the Beast was an absolute favorite of mine growing up, and uh, it, you know, tale as old as time. Beautiful woman. Thank you for the memories there. Beautiful. Uh, we we uh, we 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 will miss you. We'll miss you. Thank you, Jordan. Um, uh, actually, jump- on that note, real quick, rest in peace to yeah. Sarah Lee, former Tough Enough oh, yeah, winner. Oh, of course. Uh, passed away very, very suddenly this past week at the young age of 30. No one should die at 30. Um, yeah. So, Does it say what the cause was? There. Some people say it was uh, COVID complications. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, that's know. horrible. I wouldn't yeah. wish that on anyone. Horrific. Sorry, Jason. Not the most comforting thing to hear. No, when, I know. Uh, when <laughs> you are currently, uh, <laughs> uh, but and that's only speculation. It's because she said she had a sinus infection, but the people were saying, yeah. "Well, her symptoms don't match up." So it's a lot of internet okay. detectives. I think it's a little oh low brow to be speculating on that. All it is yeah. is tragic that she passed uh, at Absolutely. the age she did. Yep. Absolutely. Anyway, yes. Shall we, in their honor, move on to? Absolutely. Let's talk extreme rules. There are a few things that, if I'm honest, uh, did not quite hit the mark in my level of anticipation. Um, There are a couple of things that were definitely more exciting than than I expected there would be. But let's go through the card. We, uh, We only have six matches. There's not a huge amount there anyway. But let's start on match number one, of course. Um, and we'll end with match number six. The first match was the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in a good old-fashioned Donny Brook match uh, where the bawling, Brawling Brutes managed to defeat Imperium. Uh, Jason, this opened the night. Was it extreme? And did you enjoy it? It was extreme, and I did enjoy it. Uh, it was a good opener. I think I think the plan was to open with, you know, a, a match that you're lit- literally throwing everything at each other. You break the tables. You do this. You do that. Everyone said this is only the first match. They kept saying this is only the first match. So uh, it, yeah. it, it was effective. It set the tone for the pay per view. Um, I don't. I don't really. I didn't really care about the match going into it, but as it was going on, I started to, you know, get involved, like involved with it. So I think it did a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I I think these two teams don't miss at this point. Gunter and Sheamus don't miss. I think it was a good uh, back and forth. I was captivated. It was extreme enough for extreme rules. The gimmick, it wasn't just like there's some barrels around, but they're never going to use them. They were used. They were integrated into the action. The right team won, and the Brutes got to win without Gunter taking a pinfall, as I think they still want to make him into the the, the the monster that he is. So I think it was Vinci who got the pin, or who got pinned, yeah. I should say. And yeah, as, as the Brutes say, it was a banger. It was a banger. So very happy with that match. Great way to kick it off. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, I think a match like this, especially as the first match of the night, can run away with itself. Um, right at the very start, there's like a couple of minutes where I, I thought I was going to have an epileptic fit. The camera was panning from one feud to another so quickly. I was like, yeah, the I have no crazy. idea what I'm supposed to be. Yeah. How, how do you focus on this? And I think 
that was done deliberately to show the chaos, to show the extremeness of the match. Yes. But actually, within about two or three minutes, it seemed the pace kind of dropped a little and I was able to follow the kind of narrative of the match a little bit better. It doesn't mean that there was nothing happening around the ring while the main thing was happening, but it just felt like it was more... I don't want to say choreographed because I don't think it was, but more structured. Like I could follow the storyline of the match. Um, whereas at the start, I was just like, oh, what the hell is happening here? Hmm. Um, but yeah, great match overall. Um, and you're right, definitely the, the right team won. Um, if I look back at our predictions for that match, which I'm pretty sure I have here. Let me just have a, a little check. Uh, our predictions for that match, everybody picked the Brutes, including the ginger stinky bastard that isn't here tonight. So we all got a point on that match. Um, yeah, right. I don't nothing else from me unless there's anything you guys want to add. No, no. I'm curious to see if they stick together like these two teams. They, they keep going at each other. Does Sheamus take this and, and go into another title shot? Or do they move on and maybe get some distance from each other for a bit? And they'll come together again. They, you know. Absolutely. Uh, our next match then. Uh, <laughs> Who was it? Yeah, yeah, this is. I know which one's the, coming the, then. <laughs> you, you go from like such a good start to a pay per view. You're like, oh, extreme rules. And you're like, ah, oh, I'm so excited for things being extreme, you know? Yeah. And then we go into Ronda Rousey defeating Liv Morgan by a technical oh. submission, is what it's classed as, apparently. Mm. Uh, an extreme rules match. Um, I, I'm going to move and uh, over to Wax and say, Wax, yeah, was this match extreme? <laughs> and uh, by, did you enjoy it? By definition, I suppose it was extreme in, in in the sense that it used weapons. Did not use weapons particularly well. Uh, no. Little you know, Ronda love taps on Liv's butt. Oh, that's oh. real, real <laughs> painful. Uh, I did not enjoy this match. Uh, once again, this match followed Gunter and Sheamus. It did at Clash of the Castle, and, and that kind of doomed it from the start. And yeah. as much as I think Ronda rightfully won, and I think they need to keep Liv away from the title and really build her up, because I think she can be the, the serious championship contender and winner that, that they want her to be, this match was bad, and yeah. it was Ronda who was, I think, actually worse in this match uh, yeah. than Liv. I, I don't know if she was sandbagging or she just was not. She just didn't look good. It almost seemed like she was half-assing half of it. It was just, I was ready for that match to be done. I'm glad it ended the way it did because I think it makes the most sense for the women's division to go the way it does with Ronda as the champ, Liv building herself up again. But... Uh, the the SmackDown women's division needs an injection of, yeah. of something yeah, yeah, yeah. into it, either by a draft or by someone coming in. Worst match of the, the night for the, me, pretty easily. Yeah, I I would agree. It, there are there's talent there though. That's the there problem. Is. Like there are there are very there talented is. women on that roster. Unfortunately, what we've seen of them up to this point has been absolute pish. Um. Yeah. Worst match of the night. I, I. I wouldn't even say this match was extreme. 
I've I've moved chairs around my house and caught it off the <laughs> corner of the wall and made indents in the wall. That's more extreme than some of the chair shots I was seeing in this match. Like, it was it was bad. It just it was so bad. I didn't care about either of them in the ring. I didn't care about the story that they were trying to portray. There was I, this weird kind of laugh from Liv at the end. Now again, you can tie that into another story if you wish later I on. I doubt it, but whatever. But. Like it, it, it didn't, it didn't do anything. It, it didn't do anything. I actually think, I, do you know what? I didn't need a P during that match, but I thought I'm gonna go and force one out because <laughs> this is. I don't want to miss sure. anything else, and this is definitely the match that I can miss. So yeah. Uh, Bad. I think in a, like an alternate universe, there's a story here that could have been told that would have been good between these two. Uh, I just don't think they booked Liv right in, in this feud. Um, she should have been one that just got destroyed, 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 and then in the culmination, the final match, she finally like got destroyed, but like throughout the match, got a little shot in here and there, and worked her way up. I don't really know what they were doing with her. Like, Ronda's supposed to be the big, bad, like... Uh, final boss against someone like Liv, who who didn't see, who's never been looked at as like an extreme wrestler. They both they both looked like they were trying to pretend to be extreme, like they never saw an extreme match in their life. Uh, obviously, the worst part of the match for me was when uh, Liv tried to put the chair in the corner. Clearly, was not secure in the ropes oh. and fell out instantly. And they had to, and I don't know what they did after. They're like, oh no, the chair's not there. What do we do? And they didn't know what to do, and it just all fell apart. No, they had no idea. And, and Ronda just had a face. <coughs> yeah, it's just yeah. it just didn't work. Uh, they're both talented. They've both been intriguing at different points of their career, but for whatever reason, together, it was a forgettable, horrible mess of a feud. I'm glad it's over. Ronda is the champion the way it should be. Liv needs to go back and work on her character and and like you said build herself up into something else i don't think she was ready for this title run i think it was a feel-good title run everyone was clamoring for it they got it and then they you know sometimes when you get what you wish for you wish you didn't get it and that's how i feel with this good point yeah good point. I, I i never want to hear the name hooters barbie ever again yeah it's a oh. bad who name said, i don't know why that? anyone thought that Rhonda calls Rhonda. live uh hooters barbie which <laughs> doesn't make sense no. So anyway, bad match. Yeah. On to the next one. Let's move on. Um, from one bad match to one underwhelming match. Uh, I I would say you might have a difference of opinion, but um, Carry and Cross with Scarlet defeats Drew McIntyre in a strap mm. match. Mm. Um, the shortest match of the night. Really um, felt long. Shortest match of the night. It yeah. felt long. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh really? I felt. I thought it was really short. It felt short to me. Um. I was so excited about this because it's the first time I thought we were going to get to see legitimate, ca- like the NXT undefeated carrying cross, just absolutely destroy Drew. I, and and we didn't. We, like I understand you want to protect Drew, but yeah, there's protecting Drew and there's making carrying look like a bitch. Like it you was. Know, that's why I think Drew was a bad choice for his first feud because I was thinking about this. Drew is like caught in limbo. He's a main eventer that's kind of in mid mid card feuds, mm. and he's protected like a main eventer. So in all these feuds, anyone trying yeah. to get over on him is kind of like they not going to yeah. fully get over on him. And uh, the biggest problem I had in this match is 
It's a strap match, so you inevitably there's going to be a lot of whipping. But there was way too much whipping in this match to the whipping, point where I didn't yeah. care anymore. They like it's like, does it still hurt? Like, and, and sometimes when they whipped, they wouldn't get enough of the strap, so it's a little tiny little piece, like like it's a little baby whip. <laughs> they, didn't, they, they didn't have a long enough piece of the strap to really smack it home. Yeah. You know, it was like these little like. Yeah. It just looked stupid. The match didn't really work yeah. for me at all. The ending was ridiculous. I don't know who looks better coming out of this. Uh, I'm disappointed. Scarlet I'm disappointed. Looks great. Scarlet yeah. looks Scarlet looks incredible. Yeah, as always. But like, I'm disappointed because yeah. I love Karrion Cross and he's doing better. They're, like, I think there's still hope. It's but definitely this, better. This he's not been beaten by Jeff Hardy yet. So no, this <laughs> this didn't hit. Um, Shave your head again, uh, man. Let's I, go. I, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. The, something about the hair does it makes it, it makes make him a different him character. It, it makes him a different character. Yeah. It, I, I think this one also kind of failed a bit in the storytelling department. Like, I really didn't get why Cross wouldn't put the strap on at the beginning, and it was like, oh, he's playing mind games. Like, what's the mind game? <laughs> he just doesn't oh, want gonna, to. I'm do not going to wrestle match. you. Uh, I just don't want to do it. Um, yeah. This this also reminds me of why they put so much into Karrion Cross's entrance because he's an okay wrestler who's big, he's got the look, he's intimidating, and that's maybe harsh. that's kind of where the strap match failed. I don't think this was the right match for him to kind of re-debut in. I think mm. he should have been in a, just a flat-out wrestling match, singles match. It's Extreme Rules, so fine, make it like a, a chairs match, a table match. Tables match actually would have been really good because it could be more of a brawling type match or yeah. some something of that nature. And I agree that maybe Drew isn't the right person to right. have redebuted on. If you wanted a big guy, you could have like a, if you want a big name to kind of re-legitimize Cross right away, you could have done AJ. You could have done. Um, I don't know. Actually, I'm running out of. I guess there's not that many up there. So, so maybe, maybe someone, someone, so AJ is who you could. Well, so someone that he could have dominated, or at least won convincingly and looked good. Yeah, I but mean, it, but but it, somebody yeah. that's yeah, somebody that's legitimate enough, but that's also serious could could take a loss. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot our predictions for the um, Ronda match. Um, just to double check, I believe it was myself and Brad both said Liv. Uh, Wax Marks. and Jason both said Ronda. Um, so yeah, two points for Wax and Jason there. None for me and uh, I think we all and Stinky cross. Brad. Mm-hmm. And for the uh, cross-drew match, everybody picked cross, so we all got that right slash wrong because technically it was Scarlet that won, but it's fine. We'll take mm. it. We'll take it. Um, if there's nothing else to say on that match, it, it could have been better. Fantastic. It could have been better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move on then. Our next match uh, was Bianca Belair defeating Bailey in a ladder match. Uh, the first ever women's ladder match. Really? Uh, for for besides for Money yeah. in the Bank. Oh, yeah. So. Besides Money in the Bank, which. I was surprised about it. And then I tried yeah. to think about another one and I was like, well, obviously there isn't one, so stop thinking about it. They've literally just said it's the only one. Um, Jason, what did you think about this match? Uh, it was okay. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't very yeah. memorable. Uh, it served to make Bianca look good, a legit win. Uh, 
I can't. I forgot it was even on the card until you just said it. I forgot about it. Uh, <laughs> it's a good start. Uh, like personally, these two should should be doing more, like a, a bigger type match, a more memorable. Um, but I guess Bailey is kind of like returned in a faction, so I guess she can take some losses. She's not quite the Bailey she used to be. I guess like they're allowing her to lose and look dumb sometimes because she's part of this damage control, which I I personally. So far, I'm not really down with. I loved Bailey before she le- got hurt. Yeah. She came back. I don't really care about uh, Io Shirai or I forget who else is in. <laughs> Who's the other one? Oh, <laughs> Dakota Kai. Dakota. I, I don't. I don't really care about them. Um, they're good wrestlers, but I just. I. I don't know. Uh, I. I just miss the old Bailey. Give me the old Bailey back. Yeah, that's right. I think the problem with um, damage control. And the I mean name. this in no disrespect to the yeah that as well, uh, no disrespect to the the women themselves. A women's tag team is just not taken seriously. Yeah, that's true. Because that's, yeah. the 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 women's tag division is an absolute it's artificial. Joke. Yeah, it's not real. It's not an actual thing, and it's I, again. I wish it was, mm-hmm. but it's not. Whereas if you have a faction with a again I, I'm not trying to be misogynistic here at all about this if you have a, a male faction with two guys within that faction fighting for a tag belt it's legit because I know that the titles behind it are legit like the Usos the women's tag exactly the women's tag belts are, are garbage nonsense. I mean it's going to take a while for them to establish because they're brand new right but they haven't put the work in to establish yeah. them that's it. That's it. Um, but yeah, the match was fine. It, it wasn't a spectacular match. There was a couple of um, a couple of okay spots that I thought, oh, that's, that's interesting. Of course, there was some interference from outside. There had to be. Um, it was just another match that made Bianca look good. And when I compare this to the Hell in a Cell match that uh, Bianca and Bailey had before it, it just didn't hit the mark it just Mm-mm. didn't hit the mark yeah. yeah I got nothing to add it was I agree with Jason <laughs> I kind of forgot about this match a little bit yeah, it's fair it's fine it's fair. it was fine it was okay um let's move on then um our second to last match the longest match of the night uh, and I'm just going to double check this by 12 minutes. So this match was actually longer than two other matches. Sorry. Yeah, this match was just under half an hour long, right? It was the longest match by about 12 minutes, which was actually longer than two of the other matches, which is insane, right? <laughs> it was Finn Balor defeating Edge in an I Quit match. Um, Wax, I'm going to go to you first. Okay. I quit. Was it the correct stipulation for this feud? Did you enjoy the match? And did it play out the way you thought it would? So, I do think this was a good stipulation for this feud. Uh, I think they. this is actually a place where the promotional packages did a really good job kind of adding that context you know, they've beaten that edge so much, but he always comes back. So here's a way to make him actually say that he's quitting. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it actually worked out really well. 
I thought this was my match of the night. And I wasn't nice. really, I didn't have super high hopes for this match going in because I agree with Jason. Damage control hasn't, uh, not damage control, judgment day <laughs> hasn't really, uh, hasn't really won me over completely yet, but I think they're getting there. I think they're getting somewhere. I thought Finn's entrance was excellent. And what was the third? You know what? Even though I'm the only worst person who picked edge to win this match, um, it did play out how I ended up thinking it, it would is is the only way that Edge would lose is if he thought that Beth Phoenix, his wife, would be hurt. And they did it anyway, but of course that's I'm pretty what made sure you did say that. Last yes. Week. I, I think I said it, but I stuck with Edge. I, I should have changed. I almost was going to go back and change it. I didn't. I'll take the L on that. But storytelling in this match was fantastic. I thought it was whoever whoever wrote this match, whoever planned it, great job to them. Still want to see where the Judgment Day goes, I guess now with AJ and the Good Brothers or the OC, whatever they want to call them. Um, but this made me a little bit more of a believer in the Judgment Day. A little bit more. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think it's the first time I've watched a match with the Judgment Day and... Actually, I think it's the first match I've ever watched that they've won. Yeah, probably. Wow, that that might be the they case. They win a lot. Um, but it's the first time I've watched them as a, a faction and thought, yeah, do you know what? I wouldn't want to mess with them because they actually are pretty legit, right? And there's moments where they they are a little bit jokey and kind of piss takey and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, uh, maybe not. When they're all sitting laughing together and pointing it. Rey Mysterio or whatever Ugh. but but this if I take this match in isolation and just watch that I'd be like yeah like the, the Finn looked great I think there were moments where Finn carried the flow of the match really really well in come his cronies and they start fighting as well everything got involved they, they forced this guy to say I quit because they have said we're literally going to, like, essentially murder your wife in front yeah. of you. We're going to do it if you don't say I quit. They force him to say I quit, and then they just murder her anyway. Like, it's it, it has made me think differently about this faction. Now, they kind of ruined that on Raw last night, in my opinion. I think they looked like a bit of a joke again. But yeah. Yeah. But if I but if I'm talking purely about this match, I think they did a really good job on the night. A really good job. And I would agree it was my match of the night as well. Jason, anything um, you want to say? For sure. This this was definitely my match of the night. It was a slow burn at the start. I yeah. was gro I was groaning and I feel like the crowd was completely out of it. But then once they got into the crowd, literally, people started to like wake up and get involved in this match. Mm. Uh, I think when I was a kid, you know, I used to watch Pokemon and uh, I, I refer to this team as Team Rocket, the way that they're booked, kind of like the jokey villains. And I remember, I think there was one episode where Team Rocket actually wins for once. And if that that would be this uh, this match, they finally looked like yeah. a villainous uh, threat. Um, it was it, it was uh, it was a well-built match because it starts off like it had to win you over. They went into the crowd. They did everything. Uh, I don't normally like interference, but the interference in this match was done perfectly. Everyone was there for a reason. Every, everyone played a role. It added to the collective story of the match. I loved when they held, they literally held down 
edge and Finn Balor just kept hitting his coup de gras, coup de gras. He kept stomping on him. Like I thought that I thought like originally I thought that's how he was going to lose. Like they're literally just holding them there like a torture chamber and he just keeps jumping on him until he finally says, all right, that's enough. But no, they went with the Beth Phoenix uh, angle, which also makes sense. Obviously the only way he's going to say I quit is for someone else. And the most important thing of the match is 100% is the fact that they still smashed her head with that chair. If they didn't do that, yeah. everything would have been ruined. It was very important that they still Absolutely. did that. Uh, they looked like badasses. Um, uh, Dominic Mysterio is a shit-eating heel that everyone loves to boo. It, it just Everything worked perfectly on that night. And then it was ruined on Raw, but for, for whatever, like it doesn't matter. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> yeah. For that one night. They looked good. They looked like a real good heel uh, group, and uh, this was match of the night for sure. Definitely. The only thing I, I didn't, and maybe I'm just being stupid about this, I was trying to think, it, is an I Quit match always no DQ? Yes. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it just, fit. I remember when the You think of a submission match. Started, yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But I remember watching it and thinking, everyone's getting involved. And the refs just like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't seem to care that uh, there's somebody for there. But yeah, fine. If it always is, then I'm the one that's wrong. That's fine. Um, again, I totally forgot about our predictions. Our, everybody in this uh, predicted Finn, apart from Wax. Yeah. Going back to the Bianca versus Bailey match, we all picked Bailey. Uh, Bianca, sorry, so we all got a point there. Uh, but that leads us to our last match before I know we're running a little bit longer here uh, before we talk about our final bit of information for the night Matt Riddle defeats Seth freaking Rollins by submission in a fight pit match uh, with Daniel Cormier as a special guest um, Jason what do you think? Did you enjoy this? Did the match seem like it was built to, so there was a hype built enough for like what what happened here so for me this this match was like a it was like a wet fart or something i don't know it just didn't do much for me uh the the cage looked cool but it almost didn't really matter i know they jumped off it but who cares like it just this didn't really it was just like whatever this match it didn't feel like they were trying to kill each other that much daniel cormier didn't have to be there and he kind of overstepped his boundaries saying don't touch me and throwing them against yeah. the cage like i didn't really care for him to be there also he doesn't look half as good as he did when he was actually fighting he's retired now uh it just this this didn't this meant nothing to me this match uh, it wasn't bad it was just average and it should have been more like a bloodbath i think right and it, if, it really it didn't live up to the few middle of the card yeah no, if this was on the middle of the card it would have been better i would have enjoyed this match better because i would have known there was yeah. something else to come but this you give me this is like the the it was the dessert of the evening i was yeah. so excited about it and it wasn't it was nothing special to it. it it was okay it was I, a no. decent I think match I, would, I think i just didn't pay as much attention to it also because you know i knew it was coming afterwards and i think the crowd might have also been more focused on what was yeah. going to happen after that because mm. everyone knew it was going to happen it wasn't you know at this point we were pretty sure it wasn't going to be another fake out another this another yeah. that it was actually what we're about to talk about and uh, so for me it kind of made me glance over this match and, and this yeah. being the kind of the culmination of the riddle rollins feud didn't deserve that so it probably no. should have been placed it, it felt, earlier in it the felt rushed it yeah. um it didn't feel like it yeah it, how, how it should have ended 
Yeah, and they moved um, on from it so quick. Like Seth loses, and, and he gets a it. title shot the next night. Like makes or the next yeah. on Monday. It's stupid. Yeah. So let's talk about the end of the the the, the pay per view, the premium live event. Um, the match ends, and they go right. Good night, everybody. And then suddenly, all the lights go out, and we get, in my opinion, the w- one of the the greatest return packages. I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah. Whether you like them or you don't, whether you are involved and engaging in the kind of mythical being and the the freakiness of that character. I know Wax doesn't always <laughs> love it, hmm. but whether you do or you don't, you have to appreciate what we saw on that night. We got we got old school Bray. We mm. got uh, the whole world. Mm. We had a little bit of Fiend. We had a little bit of the um, d- deleter of worlds, kind of him and Matt Hardy type character. Yeah. We had a little bit of everything, and Bray Wyatt came back. Just going to add in, I'm the only one that in the prediction said it would happen. You all said no, you dummies. Mm. Um, so, yeah, what do we think about Bray coming back? <coughs> Are we excited about this? What is the Wyatt Six? Is there a Wyatt Six? Is that nothing? Is there a faction going to be formed or not? Does Bo, his brother, become part of this? Both Seth and Liv have blacked out their social media. Some are, are saying part of that that's for Sarah Lee. Some are saying that that's for Sarah Lee. And that's, that's absolutely possible. possible. But, but yeah. there's, there's so much has happened in such a short period of time. Both of you, what, what did you think about this? Uh, I think uh, it saved yeah. the pay-per-view because I've seen a lot of people <laughs> say like it was a fun pay-per-view it was a good pay-per-view I'm like really like sh- uh, it was okay like it wasn't really a memorable like we went through every match there was like one or two that were okay matches uh, but like you said this was one of the best returns ever so it saved like no one even cared that the main event was like meh because they're just waiting for this yeah. and this lived up to what they wanted they got Bray back they did a good job. We're excited to see where it goes. So, uh, yeah, Extreme Rules was great because Bray came back. So he saved the pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. No, I'm super excited to see Bray back, especially as it seems, seems, and obviously we need to see more. He is coming back as a more human character. Mm. The thing I didn't like about The Fiend is he's a great horror movie character. I don't think The Fiend is a great wrestling television show character you can't have someone who can't lose or yeah. barely loses can't get hurt unless he literally gets killed and set on fire yeah. um so at least bray he he can tiptoe into the creepy beyond thing you know whether he goes back to cult leader or he's doing something a little different i think and i'm prepared to be you know totally wrong on this i don't think there's a faction i think the wyatt six are the six faces of bray right he had husky harris he had leader of the wyatt family he had the eater of worlds he had uh the fiend he had firefly funhouse and now he's got what he is now but you know if if bo shows up some people are saying joe gacy uh from nxt is involved some people are saying corbin um I think people are looking very closely for things that may or may not be there, which is kind of what the WWE has trained us to do with these QR codes and these clues. So I get it. I don't fault anybody. I think, and maybe it's because I would like to see Bray kind of be on his own and do his own thing. 
I think there's no faction or maybe Bo. Maybe Bo is with him as like a new Wyatt family type that, thing. That would be class. Yeah. But that would hey, be class. Again, I WWE hired this this long-term storytelling guy that they've worked with before, so I am prepared to reserve judgment until I see how things play out in a couple more weeks. But nice. I am excited to see him back. Yeah, I, it's interesting, like the the whole macabre aspect of Bray. Um, I've noticed, uh, you know, a few people say, "Nah, I can't buy into that." But the you look at somebody like Demon Finn, and and that 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 works. So what's the difference there? Is it just based on? Is it is it because Finn doesn't say, "Hey, this is." an evil yeah. spirit or whatever it's just an, it's a different it's side of me a, it's a yeah it's a guy in a face paint no there's there's no illusion that it's not finn and also i think the marketability of the fiend kind of was to its detriment because of course you you people are buying fiend masks and the, yeah. the gloves and this and that well you can't have him only show up once in a blue moon now he's got to show up a little bit yeah, more yeah, and so they kind of Bray is so over that anything he does people are going to buy in spades people are buying the white rabbit shirt didn't even know who he was there's already a new merch <laughs> with that like moth on it or whatever it is yeah so i think that kind of undid it a little bit at least for me and again i speak yeah, as no, someone who was fair. never that's into fair. the fiend that much but other people are going to be like wow great the fiend <laughs> yeah, yeah it- I'm I'm definitely one of those stinking marks. I I love it. I'm I'm so excited to see what happens, and we only need to wait a few more days to tune in on SmackDown, and we get the return of Bray Wyatt. On he's the, a on SmackDown exclusive, there. or well, he's at least showing up. It doesn't on say that, but he says he's. I mean, he didn't appear on Raw last night. Of course, there was no mention really of him other than hey, this happened at Extreme Rules. He had yeah. a. No, um, they had a little uh, little thing. Where it cut in and it's him in his mask again, and he was just saying like, "Revel in oh, what yeah. you are." Um, but it was for like they didn't it? acknowledge revel, it, revel in yourself, revel or in yourself, like or revel <laughs> in you. Yeah. Or, but yeah, yeah, I think he's at least going to show up on SmackDown. No word on if he is a SmackDown uh, yeah. wrestler. I guess the only time will tell. We uh, still have no real word about this apparent draft that may or may not be happening. So, hey, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think we can all agree that having Bray back after, I mean, he's been away so long, but I feel like we've spoken about him more in the time that he's not been with the company and speculating about different characters that he might be or might not be or whatever uh, than we did when he was actually here. So I just hope that we appreciate him as much now that he is back and we get some uh, some really good content out of that. Where does he go? Who does he face? I have absolutely no idea. It wouldn't surprise me if he went straight to the top immediately. It also wouldn't surprise me if he just did his own thing in the middle of the card and just took out folk left, right, and center. I- I'm okay with that. Whatever we get, it's going to be exciting. I, yeah, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. Buzzing me. He doesn't need a, a championship. Follow the buzzing feud. He <laughs> he can be in blood feuds. He could do character yeah. work. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Exciting. Or he can come back and lose to Jeff Hardy. And put a git mask on. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely one of the worst things that's ever happened. That's pretty bad. WWE that's pretty bad. Um, that is us. That is Extreme Rules. Um, 
that is pretty much us for the night. Unless there's anything else that you guys want to quickly drop in for our Jobber Nation. Anything there? No, I don't think so. Well, Wax Mamba, you have an excellent week. COVID cucked coffin freak Jason, I hope you have a spectacular recovery. I'm sure you will be absolutely fine. Uh, and yeah, enjoy the rest of your, your week, Jobber Verse, and we will see you, or you will hear us next week. Hopefully, we'll be Jobbers 4 again instead of just the 3. Mm. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.